0: To podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room that we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. Oh, we have just escaped from the
1: Fahrenheit 451 themed brilliant room that Jesse brought us. Thank you, Jesse. That was great fun. You're welcome. Thank you so much for letting me be a guest host. I had a great time.
2: I'm oh, so glad. I mean,
0: so did we. It was a really fun room. I really enjoyed it.
2: Oh, yeah. I had a great time. So these puzzles were awesome. I'm glad that we got to the. Like, you know what? No, that I will not say that. That will be taking things wildly out of order. If I <laughs> jump straight to something that happened in the last five seconds. You can jump
0: to the last five seconds. No, no, jump. that would
2: be silly. No, yeah, There was a really good variety of puzzles. I liked being able to just minorly use book knowledge and literature knowledge, which is interesting in this room where it's like themed around the idea of not having that knowledge uh, and then trying true. to combine those two things.
0: It was interesting. Like, I th- we think we had that like straight away when we mm. saw the Bible verse. We were like, "Well, obviously that's a Bible mm. verse." Does our I'm character know that's a Bible verse? We in how can we make him make know that <laughs>
2: happen? But we didn't have to because, like, the only reason we might have to do that is if we sought out a Bible, which mm. wasn't but what instead we We to do. couldn't
0: seek out a Bible. Yeah. We we found a Bible and then it was like, "Oh, you flick through like we flicked through the Bible. Oh, you see, there's a I Matthew. I assume
2: that Matthew is a pretty chunky section, so it wouldn't take too long. Yeah. Uh,
0: but was that, was that a hard thing for you to balance the idea of, like,
2: you, using books using and literature? Using
0: outside knowledge. But like, same with the chess movements and other stuff.
1: Um, yeah, it really was. Um, my starting point was what was included in the story. Um, because I started this room after listening to, as many of your other guest hosts, after listening to the how do you make one of these audio-only escape rooms, and this is our pirate-themed room, right? Um, so I was like, oh, what's an interesting setting that Danny hasn't written a room for yet? And I sat and I thought, and I was like proctoring an ACT, which is a very long test for students to do college entrance exams. And I was at that time in my class teaching Fahrenheit 451. And I was like, Oh, that would probably be a very interesting setting with unique things that wouldn't occur in any other world. And as I started writing it, I was like, this is a modern house with all the stuff that would be in a normal house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But to take it back to the question you asked, like in terms of what character knowledge about books and things like that. Really, it was driven by what was in the novel. Um, Captain Beatty in the novel is considered the antagonist most of the time, and I wanted to reimagine his, like, origin story. And so I'm like, why does he know this quote by Shakespeare that he says to Montag? And why does he say this thing about Icarus at this other moment? So I was really trying to bring in um, pieces of literature that are specifically referenced and allusioned to in the book. Oh, that is fun.
2: Yeah, again, because
0: like, I haven't read it, and Danny's only read parts, so I'm sure there's lots of people listening along at home being like,
2: Oh my God, it's Icarus! Guys, it's Icarus! <laughs> like, I, I remembered the name Guy Montag. I did not at all remember John Beatty as a character that mm. existed.
1: Yeah, he was, the, he was the fire captain. He's the one who, um, spoilers, if you haven't read the book, you can pause <laughs> this or skip forward 30 seconds. He's the one who, when he discovers that Montag has been stashing books from fires, he like, brings him to his own home and forces him to burn his books. And then um, Montag actually turns the fire hose on him and burns him alive.
2: <laughs> Excellent. It's good to know where we're headed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, well, so, we're so, so happy future. to get out of the room.
0: <laughs> uh, but no, look, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked the flow of it. I liked the, the going from one room back to the other. And, and, and it, it didn't feel like moving on from one room to another. It felt like opening up we more space to play and, in, which worked yeah. really well.
2: And for the most part, we didn't need to do too much backtracking, no. but enough.
0: Exactly. It, it was that perfect balance when you have multiple rooms of, of feeling like you've expanded the space and now you're just working in multiple areas while also allowing you to pretty much complete a room Mm. and move on. Uh, The balance was nice because you don't actually want it to be too open and have everything just interconnected. No, that will get overwhelming. Yeah, it's overwhelming and you don't get to feel like you've accomplished anything. So it was a good balance of the two. Um, Did you have any difficulty when you were mapping it out? Like what compared to each room? Did you do each room individually and then try and connect them? Or how do
1: you put it all together? I stopped working on it for like three or four months. Um, I got busy with school and I like set it aside and stopped thinking about it altogether because it was a lot to wrap my head around and I didn't feel (laughs) like I could come up with the puzzles really well. Um, and I actually didn't start back with it until I had emailed Danny. Um, I just sent her a message saying I appreciated y'all's show. And I sent um, this other project that I had been working on previously, um, an escape room yep. video game that I made for my friend. Um, and I wanted to share that with you all because I thought you would enjoy it. And then she emailed me back and was like, have you ever considered writing one of these audio rooms and being a guest host? And I basically peed my pants in excitement <laughs> and was like, I will finish my room and bring it to you. Um, so <laughs> well, it worked out very well. Thank you. It was, yeah, the puzzles were tough at first, but I also felt like I was <laughs> inspired by a lot of the puzzles that I've heard on your on your podcast. Um, like I was listening to... I think it was um, the first Connected Arc season or maybe the second. And there was a puzzle with uh, hunting trophies and uh, playing cards. (laughs) And Mm. that was what inspired the quilts, um, the counting numbers and using that to connect to the closet. Like I wanted to connect like four different things. So, yeah, that was absolutely directly like inspired by what you did.
2: That's really funny, because ha- like I would never have noticed that connection there, so you clearly spun it very differently. That's quite... Wow, that's quite something. Because yeah, obviously there are things that you see that become sort of staples, like a chessboard. You will definitely see a chessboard in a good number of escape rooms, especially ones like these, and yet we haven't had to do one like that before. There are just so many things that you can do with it when coming mm. from the same place.
1: Yeah, I actually heard a few other episodes with guest hosts doing chess puzzles. And I think part of it is because in your one episode where you taught us how to make the rooms, you said not every room needs a chess puzzle. And I think we all took, <laughs> it, took it as a personal challenge to have a reason for a chess puzzle.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's hard to argue.
1: <laughs> it, no, it was really just like, what can I put in this room that's going to be interesting and give a good puzzle and a puzzle I can make?
2: and it does feel thematically fitting like the idea of the thinking man
1: right yeah and that's i tried to like weave that into the story i feel like my strength is not puzzle making my strength is storytelling
2: yeah i'm i'm with you there that's exactly how i feel
0: although i will say with the with the chess puzzle specifically that feels like a very ambitious puzzle to make and to trust that it can be done did that take a lot that's
2: of true. play testing
0: or working out or did like did, did were you worried that people weren't going to have a, a clear path to follow? How much took, that feels like a, a, a hard puzzle to put together.
1: It took some trial and error on my part, but I you noticed it when you were doing the puzzle, like that I gave you some really specific limitations on the board that prevented mm-hmm. you from making moves that were bad early on. Um, like the initial only two moves you could do was J U and then you could do I or L, but you quickly picked up that it was J U L. And once you figured out Julius Caesar, um, you were pretty quickly able to like identify like kind of the rules of the game. Um, and I did put like a section in my show notes, like in case the group was struggling, like what to kind of, how to kind of prompt them in the right direction. Mm. Um,
2: Remembering the spaces was definitely the thing that I was worst at.
1: Yeah, act space four. Yeah,
2: makes sense. Uh, also, as soon as we got Julius Caesar, right after that, I went, "Oh crap! What's that book that Julius Caesar wrote again?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but you you figured it out pretty quickly from there. Like once <laughs> once you knew what the parameters were, um, uh, you were one of the fastest groups to solve that. Um, a lot of my place test groups said that was their favorite moment in the in the escape room um they usually had one person who really like liked that puzzle and honed in on it mm. and the other it person was, it's, was it's like fun. let me look around while this person's solving that yes that, that
0: is it does work well for that like obviously that's not something that we do so much on our show because we try and talk to all um, of the solutions mm-hmm. and things but it was right. fun like that is a I nice just design.
2: Realized something that we oh, didn't what? realize on the date. No when, tell, ask me again when we're talking about favourite puzzles. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> uh but no, I, I do it is nice to have puzzles like that, especially when you're not making it for a, a for a podcast, but instead you're just having people play it. I think it is nice to be able to have certain ones where it's like, hey, you just plug away at that and we'll explore I think is an is a fun dynamic, especially for 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 professional sort of like um hosted escape rooms that you would like virtual escape rooms that are being run for the players that you book each time rather than for entertainment, especially, I think that works really well. I think it's a really fun design and and it still mm. works very well here. Um,
2: oh yeah. But I, I, but
0: I do, it, that is always something nice to try and pursue. I think is the ability for one person to just plug away at a puzzle. Mm. Well, now, Danny, you made a sound and you're very excited. <laughs> what have you, what is your favorite?
2: Danny, Danny, hmm, did you have a favorite puzzle? Okay. So look, I, I really liked a lot as far as the actual puzzles go. That's going to be a tough choice. I really enjoyed a lot of them. But the one that led my favorite moment was they're just going, oh, we've got this statue. It's uh, its wing is made of something weird. Oh, my God. Put it in the oven. Took a while. But yeah, realizing that and then saying, what temperature do you want to set it to? And I just remember saying, well, I tried to set it to 451 before and that didn't work because it was in 25 degree increments so set it to 450, that's as close as you can get. And then as soon as I said 450, I remembered, I sort of looked at my page and just sort of remembered that it went, oh my God, that image in the book was from page 450.
0: And it had the OV from oven.
2: And that's what I just That's realized. why the ID was, was I was just sharing at <laughs> OV ID on my page with a square around the ID and going, wait, did we end up using that? And then just realizing yeah, that meant oven. It was. Oven. <laughs> oh!
0: I, I, was I just I was realized that so then as well, as you were saying this.
1: Yeah, yeah. actually, um, if you had tried to set the oven to any other temperature, it would not have like heated at all.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was nice. That was a lot of stuff into one little thing. I really like that. Now, I drew my notes incredibly messily all over the place. I didn't draw anything in order. So by the time we were at the (laughs) end and I was going, okay, what haven't we used yet? That was always going to be a challenge. But... (laughs) It clearly worked, and I really like that. Just, and I feel like we said things at exactly the right time for them to make sense. Like, yeah, putting the thing in the microwave, and uh, you just said, "Cool." So now you got a bit of time to wrap up anything you need to. And Bill, you sort of went, "We're going to faff around a bit," and I just went, "Nope, we haven't unlocked the door."
0: Exactly, mm, we needed the key.
1: Uh, it,
2: it just felt like we t- we, we had a flow that was yeah, the flow go- doing things really right. Well.
1: Yeah, and oh, if, you had, if you had tried to unlock the door before putting on the concoction, you would realize the mechanical well. hound was out there and you'd have to turn around, kind of like in your Witch's Tower episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. With the, with I the, did the, not forget about that dog. Clone. I have
2: an angry dog face. I don't know how to draw a robot dog, so it's just an angry dog face. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh man. Thank you for understanding. Like I, I said with the clown thing, hands before parts, maybe that's relevant. You figured out what that actually yeah. meant. Clown hand. Also, thank oh you gosh, for knowing y'all. that you can use a coin as a screwdriver. Yes. Didn't know that.
1: I was I was so pleased about the hands before parts because I literally added that to my notes maybe 30 minutes before before we started oh the show. Um, because <laughs> I didn't have a good clue from the door. I just had the mechanical hound and all my mm. groups had eventually gotten the, the clown thing, but they giving that clue like made you get it like so much more easily with so much less frustration and less hints from me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was really pleased it, it that worked. that worked.
2: That was good. I, I really And when liked you
1: found that. it, you were like, what does this mean? Which was great.
2: <laughs> uh, and speaking of what does this mean? Um, medicine turkey chest.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, the keys in the medicine turkey chest. Made perfect sense. I forgot. Honestly, when we were doing that, when putting that together, I had, I'd forgotten 100% that we were looking for a key to the medicine chest. So the idea mm. have been like, oh, the medicine chest key. I, I didn't know. I was, just, I was looking for keys probably. I'd that's, completely forgotten. That's that true. That I was, was just thinking of key. Locked. Eventually I, I, think, I oh, worked out. the key that... is in the medicine chest. Yeah. Like, no, no, you need a key for the medicine chest. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Eventually I, <appreciated. laughs> I spotted medicine being there and that was an eye opener because I had no idea what chest could have meant. That was <laughs> baffling to me. Even I though you had said medicine chest.
1: Yeah, I appreciated y'all, like, <laughs> finishing that puzzle, even though you could have, like, brute forced it at that point. Like, you got the key is in the <laughs> turkey. One of my playtest groups were like, we don't need the rest of these magnets, and they just threw them. Uh, <laughs> and, like, it worked. Like, they didn't need to know what the key was for. <laughs> like, they figured that out as soon as they found it. But <laughs> it made me feel really satisfied when you finished that puzzle. And I was glad that there was an is and a see. Yeah. Y'all got that right away. Some of my groups were mad at me. They were like, you should put them upside or right side up. And I thought about <laughs> it, but I also had some that were upside down, which you all noticed right away. And so mm. I felt like that was a fair kind of hint that even oh, if it looks like it is. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was, was so good. happy that y'all noticed that.
2: And you used the right font for it on those things because it does have just one of those subtle, why doesn't that S look quite right? Hmm.
0: Right. Yeah, it's like ones when there's where where the O's are secretly zeros or something. <laughs> yeah, and you have to be like, that's a weirdly shaped O.
2: And you can't figure out why for a moment, but yeah, it worked. It was effective. And yeah, I yeah, man, I feel like we got all of the words. Some of them in the right order, like seeing key and the. Obviously, they're right there. That's the right. Key. Then getting chest. Well, that's weird, but it's definitely a word. And then before medicine, we got turkey. turkey. And I just went. I mean, that's definitely a word. I don't we, see how yeah, else we can use that chest. RK, but what is happening here? <laughs> I didn't see how it was going to turn into a sentence. But ah. Oh. Yeah, that was great. That was we had done one similar one to that one this um this season already in the uh Magic Garden. Yes, oh, okay. yes,
0: we did. With a spell or oh, the rocks that had letters yeah. written on them. And
2: um, it doesn't get old. I like it. No, <laughs> it's
0: a very fun mechanic, and this is slightly different because it had like the orientation being part of the puzzle. Yeah, that's true. The other one, but the other one had
2: spaces Spaces
0: being part of the yeah. puzzle, which I thought was was a fun. So yeah, way.
2: even the same puzzle that is just put bits of words together, mm, you can different make different challenges yeah. happen with them. It's great.
0: It was it was fun. I liked that. I really liked the, awesome. the orientation being part of it, and 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 having that little trick. I think without the is and c trick, mm. uh, it. it I think that was a really key part of it. I thought that was really fun. Oh, for sure. And that's like, to me, that's what the puzzle was, you know? Cause yeah, sure. You could do them all right way up. But you could put them all in the right order as well. You, know? <laughs> you could just have a sentence that says the key is inside the turkey, like whatever. That would be super um, fun. So I think, that, I think having the, the orientation be part of the puzzle was very smart and it worked out well. Yeah. Did you have a favorite puzzle that you designed? Was yeah. there something in this room that you felt most proud of?
1: Oh man. Um, I mean, you know the chess puzzle was like a centerpiece for me and I really enjoyed like the password hint and all that. But I think my single favorite thing, just because it stumped so many people, was the was the image of from the Ovid book that was on page four fifty. Mm. And like that it that Ovid could also be oven if I just smudged the ID. Um so I, I really liked that so moment.
2: Which sadly we didn't get in the actual episode of realizing I love that, that you but... got it
1: afterward though.
2: Yep. <laughs> That's okay. We got we gotta have something to put in the podcast This Escapes <laughs> that, you know. We we gotta have good entertainment value in these ones too. Right,
0: right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what, people the need puzzles to keep for coming. The, for the realizations.
2: Ah. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh how hard did you have to search for an appropriate Shakespeare quote that might work?
1: That one was lifted directly from uh Fahrenheit four fifty one, Beatty says oh, those exact it? words to Montag. Um so I didn't have to search, I just had to like find a Shakespeare book and find like what act and scene and lines that was, um, which apparently wow. is different from the copy you have, but I'm close surprised enough. that's
0: different in our in the the line
1: numbers. I was too uh, but
2: I have seen that it just yeah. I, I don't know what does that, but I know that I've seen that when doing English tutoring as well. But maybe a formatting I've been thing, reading yeah. online copies and they've been reading their book copies and we just can't <laughs> find <laughs> each other.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things where as well, you, you kind of sometimes with these, you want like, oh, what's the official thing? And it's probably true <laughs> that Shakespeare wrote, like it had a couple of different copies where the numbers were off and so yeah. like, I don't know, whatever. In my first folio, I was like this and the second one, I did it this way. All right, I'll get out of here.
2: It very likely probably is just a thing like that, like a line that is a little bit long and in the formatting of this book goes on to a new line Yeah, so they numbered yeah, them it could just be a formatting and people thing couldn't well. decide how to number that yeah. like give that a new number or make it all the same
0: you never know So, like, I always remember that with our copy of um, The Canterbury Tales where it talks about the spelling mm. and it Ruff. isn't just about like oh there was no consistent spelling back then it was like no no Chaucer didn't have consistency. like we can't do it like you can't just be like well let's do it the way he did it because he did it different every time he wrote it Mm. so i don't know we just uh, picked some spelling that we thought would be nice but you know (laughs) he didn't even write it the same way every time because you know why not why would he
2: do you ever get those moments as an english teacher of just saying no this is all made up everything (laughs) (laughs) that you know about the language it's just what's popular none of it's real
1: absolutely (laughs) absolutely like punctuation rules and things like that (laughs) for sure
2: uh, yeah, no, I, don't get me wrong. I love getting my punctuation rules right, but it's all <laughs> fake. Mm. It's like the one about uh, Haley's Comet.
0: Oh, Haley's com- mm. Comet should be Halley's Comet, but it should actually be Hawley's, sure, it should be Hawley's Comet as well. Yep. The name is wrong. Yeah, they're saying, <laughs>
2: oh yeah, back then, spelling wasn't consistent, pronunciation wasn't consistent. Probably more likely that it was Hawley than anything else, but mm. unclear. Yeah. Say whatever you want. <laughs>
1: Wow!
2: Ah, people.
0: Uh, but no, yeah. Look, uh, going going back to the room instead of talking <laughs> yeah, about
2: yeah. what was your favourite.
0: My favourite puzzle. Yeah, I'd lo- I'd like the chess one, but I didn't really. But you, I thought was just following you along for the chess <laughs> one. Um, because
2: we planned it.
0: I did quite like the chess one. Um, I, just, I just enjoy that as a mechanic. And it's always satisfying when it resolves because you yeah. think it might not. Like, we did that. We, we saw it the first time. We thought, look, we don't know if this is going to work. Let's leave it until we know. I believe we have to I do said,
2: it. I believe we can do this. No, you said, but. I hate
0: this. I'm so dumb. <laughs> Puzzles are silly. Oh, I've never solved a puzzle in my life. Um, I like the cloud one just because I like the world building and the viciousness mm-hmm. of it. Um, just the, like, and, and it worked out quite well. And I like that feeling mm. of it. And, and a little, again, like it wasn't just following along. It also had that like, wait, hold on, but how do we interpret this? Yeah. I thought it was fun mm-hmm. and satisfying when you put it in. Um,
2: yeah. We did have that a couple of times where we solved most of the puzzle and then we went, cool, I understand this is a puzzle. I understand this is the element I don't get yet. Let's mm. sit for a moment and, and see how like, this works. Yeah, it was
0: that asking the right questions. Like, yeah. whole, like okay, wait, 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 hold the on pants. a second. What are the sizes of the yeah. pants? worked out really well. Um there was something else like that as well. I can't remember right. what
1: it was. Um maybe in the political ad when you were, Very uh, you were yes. Yeah, how yeah, to on um, his appearance and his fashion or whatever. Ah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I I did not I I wrote down keywords from that. I totally missed that they said appearance and fashion. Mm. Oh, that was tricky. Some no, some of my more.
1: groups immediately like went to just counting the letters immediately and some of them ah. took took a while for it to yeah.
2: Yeah, that's fair. So has anything substantial changed in the versions of this that you've had playtesters versus the one that we got?
1: I'd say mostly really minor tweaks in terms of like the actual solving of puzzles and things like that. Very minimal. Um, The biggest change was the amount of time that the concoction spent in the microwave because my friend said, if you expect them to boil this for 24 hours, it's not going to finish in 80 seconds, which was the original solution there. (laughs) So um, I did change it because of my friend saying that, but... Other than that, like most of the other changes were really like negli- negligible.
0: Cool. Honestly, I was like the 380 compared to 80, uh, because presumably if it was 80, it means that one pants, like there was one size eight and one size zero.
1: Right. And the 38. But I and like zero... the,
0: the 38 and the zero because it because it, it again pushes the there are two people, there is a man and there is a woman because male pants will always be, do waist size. Good point. As opposed, to, generally you don't find like a size eight. Size, right. but you know, you it get, you get a waist. So, I like that it's like more. these are the male pants and these yeah. are the women's pants. It's a size zero, it's a you know, a 38. And so, I like that it built into that. That like, is fair. Setting up the these are two people, there are two separate people. Like, and yeah, I know you don't the need it, right? Because obviously, this. there's a suit and a dress, there's a thing like we can kind of pick it up, but um, but I like that it that it added uh, a it little bit add. more to that. It fit that, that dynamic right. a little bit better.
2: I also think that. I'm sure that we would have still gotten it but something about a number like 380 seconds felt like even though I would never put that on a microwave it made sense for a microwave <laughs> yeah. for me it just felt righter than 80 of would, I think yeah that's probably it it just feels more like a cooking number it's
0: a cooking <laughs> number it's similar to the number of grams of something you'd use or the number of mils yeah. of something you use or the temperature you'd set an you oven to it may
2: well be right uh, I did start to panic at the end when we were doing that. There's one moment you might hear it when you do the edit. I don't know if you leave it in. <laughs> Just as we were saying, put it in the microwave for 380 seconds. And I go, no, wait. And then we do it. And then I just go, no, of course. And that's <laughs> what were you because waiting for? I was just immediately thinking, wait, we haven't used the oven at all yet. Mm. Mm. And 380 also feels like a very oveny temperature. Mm, it does, but it's also. And it made seconds. no sense. We have the word seconds, and the and oven would not work for that. Yeah. So that's why I immediately dismissed it. But yeah, Kinda I just panicked at that, realizing. So yeah, it was clearly just there's a cooking thing element to this number. It just felt right for that. Awesome. Oh. <sighs>
0: Well, yeah, no, that was that was good. Did you did you consider changing those oranges to coconuts on the fly?
1: Uh, Have I, a di- dynamic shift reality? I am not that clever to, like, quickly change my, like, room notes, but I, no, will, I, appreciate maybe, that. I will make, like, a footnote <laughs> that mentions that if you prefer to call them golden coconuts, you may do mm-hmm. so. <laughs>
2: you sounded like we almost bullied you into one when Billy tried to break the statue.
1: Oh, uh, you know what? Like, It took me a minute because I was like, no, I I want it not to break because then you could just find the key inside. But then I decided, no, you Mm. can't like you can break the wing because it's made of wax. And then like when I like took 12 seconds to process it and the rule of yes, like, yes, you can break Mm. it, but it doesn't really do anything. But then you realize like what you needed to do so
2: yeah that's it's a t- it's a tough decision i think if it were me i would have said no it just doesn't break off a little bit of it maybe crumbles or something but and but i would have petered it out into a very lame no yeah,
1: but yeah i was i was perfectly happy to have it break once like the five seconds passed that i had processed like okay it still works mm. if it breaks
2: yeah mm. that's a tough that's a tough moment to yeah, get i the was so obsessed
0: with the id as opposed to thinking about the thing of the whole that it's a oh. that it's we now know, like, this is confirmation. that Icarus. Is, we know what do we know about Icarus? He has wax wings and yep. melted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was still obsessed with the ear, as opposed to all the other information. You're right. It <laughs> um,
2: that was quite I something. Think,
0: and I wonder, if maybe that's just because I looked at it I was like, cool. This is Icarus. Clearly, I've been listening to finish it, play uh, the <laughs> throne, throne of Zeus. Zeus. I'm obsessed <laughs> with Icarus. And so, and so I was. uh So when we kind of discovered the confirmation of this is Icarus, I was like, yeah, cool. That's not new information for me, as opposed to being like, cool, so it has been confirmed because it's important. Mm-hmm. Like, I should have thought about that. But instead, I was like, ah, I knew that already. The only new information here is the yep. ID, which is not <laughs> true. That's I think, that's me interpreting it poorly. Uh, and but the I think letters that I were blacked
2: out were the ones that we focused on the yeah, entire yeah. time. Yeah, I was looking
0: at IDs to take them out of stuff, to black them out. <laughs> yeah um, mm-hmm. You know, I re- tried to remove just, that part just, from just. the statue. I was like, get rid of it. Get rid of the ID. Yeah. Um, But. Yeah, no, all that was, it was, it was, it was, it was irrelevant.
2: Ah, as soon as we actually realized what we had to do, it just went,
0: course, oh yeah, that makes
2: way more yeah, sense. This
0: makes thematic <laughs> sense. It makes puzzle sense. It, it fits everything. Yeah, much, much clearer. Oh. You know, it makes kind of escape room logistic sense of using things we haven't used. It ticks mm. all the boxes, but instead I tried to break his wing with my hand <laughs> like a fool. Uh, Well, look, that was wonderful. I really enjoyed playing through the room.
2: Yeah. Is there anything else that we maybe uh, Any Easter eggs or anything that we didn't notice? Anything that we Mm. missed that, like, we almost missed oven?
1: Um, I mean, like, there were books for various things. Like, if you weren't sure how to remove rust, you could have looked for a home maintenance book and things like that. Or, like, if you needed something to replace the screwdriver, like, you could have, like, looked for a book on home maintenance and found that. But, like, in general, like, you found everything that was important. Um, but I know one thing that you were interested in, and I think Danny, you wanted Ooh. to talk about this, but not right away. But now I think we're ready to talk about it. Was <laughs> the ending right? Like, yes. So y'all chose yeah. y'all chose the quote good ending, right? Yeah. The so, so I have to ask you, ending. like, what made you choose that ending?
0: Oh, it was so clear that he wanted us to know about books. He'd been quoting books at us. He took us to the book room. he It was all a test.
2: I'm glad that Billy took charge of it because as soon as you <laughs> gave us the third option of, oh, you could attack him, I went, oh, dang. Oh, this can go in many ways. I wanted to look back and say, have I picked up anything in the room that I could <laughs> use for this? Was there anything in here that I should have noticed was like a specific code left from him? That I should say right now. I
1: froze. <laughs> My last most recent playtest group actually chose to attack him. Um, which was so unexpected because everyone else was like the good kids who were like, we're going to play the way you want us to, which is to pick the good ending. And so it was really like fun for me to see a different like group choose a different ending. And like you essentially get the same ending. Like I'm sure you predicted like this is a choose your own adventure at this moment. But no matter what you choose, essentially the ending is the same. You still become the fire chief. Um, you still hire Guy Montag to replace you. You still go home and do something with the book in your ventilation shaft, except instead you burn it. Um, so mm-hmm. like, it was really fun for me to see, um, the different ways that groups chose endings. Um, and I, I think for the podcast, of mm. course, the good ending is best, but it, it, it's and fun sure... for me that there are different options.
2: It would have made a difference for me had I uh, remembered this character's name and known that he was an existing character that is not going to <laughs> die right now. That would have made a difference to yeah, my fair. feelings of invulnerability.
1: <laughs> fair. Uh,
2: had mo- were most of your playtesters Fahrenheit 451 familiar?
1: Um, No, actually, most of oh. them either hadn't read it or hadn't read it in recent history enough to like... Mm-hmm know it well enough to recognize um most of my playtest groups included at least one teacher um although my last group did not include any teachers and so it was um you know it was a lot of fun to see how different people approached things but they all got there in the end
2: yeah like it felt like a nice balance like it's definitely a good homage to the book without requiring it but if you are familiar with it like you can enjoy these nice moments really well
1: I have to ask um, you, are you going to go read the book now?
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I think I have to, yes. I want to <laughs> I want to see the connections come from this way. It's like how, you, as a child, you get lots of references to things through The Simpsons, and then you go and watch all these classic films when you're an adult, and you go, oh, that's where that came from.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I feel like I have
2: to do it now. No, I'm
0: going and- to go, home. I'm going to read... Stranger in a Strange Land. <laughs> <laughs> is that him? No, is that Robert Heinlein? No, is that Arthur C. Clarke? I think that's Ray Bradbury. What else did Ray Bradbury write? Did he do Stranger in a Strange uh, Land? I don't know wine? if he
2: did. I, I feel like that was someone else. I think that else. might be
0: Heinlein.
1: Uh, you're you're yes, making me, Robert as Ray an English Heinlein. teacher, doubt myself.
0: <laughs> Ray Bradbury, what well else did you write? There I is something, something else.
2: about this era of authors where I can the confuse Martian them all. The is
0: what I was confusing Stranger in a Strange Land
2: with. Ah, all right. Well, now he's just got There you go. Ray Bradbury's I'm entire read book list up.
0: The the the, the <laughs> illustrated man. I'm only ever going to read The October Country and nothing uh. <laughs> else. Ooh, I, sing,
2: oh, the I electric, sing the body electric Which may or may not title. have an exclamation mark.
0: <laughs> that is some that is a, That's a Philip K Dick style title. It kind I of sing is. The body electric.
2: Yeah, that's that's where I got stuck mostly. I get into the Philip K Dick short stories. Well, there you go. Uh, I
0: apologize, but no, I was getting the Martian Chronicles confused. For everybody playing along at home.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's the maybe that's the lesson of all of this. Like I am going to go and read Fahrenheit 451 properly now.
0: That's amazing. That's what
2: escape rooms can do. Yeah, these <laughs> are
0: escape rooms is a teaching method for children.
2: I've, we thought of this at one point, didn't we? We had some sort of discussion because I feel like schools and school students are gold mines for certain types of educational media, because like, if you can get into a school, great, that's like a thousand people right there who are going to like interact with your stuff. And just trying to think, is there some way to like, make uh, like Shakespeare escape rooms that can actually be teaching you about it properly well, and it not just... I don't know, not just hand waving and being a reference to it, but something that could actually be educational and help oh, yeah. people get along with it. And then say, "Cool!" Hand it out to all the schools, two dollars per student. Here are qualities. Suddenly, you are rich.
0: Here are qualities that you could a- attribute to either Cassius or Caesar. Wait a minute, Cassius is just as strong as Caesar. Cassius is. Just...
2: It's Brutus. Brutus.
1: <laughs> A, a Don't hold on, hold on, education. here, he's in the edit. Okay, brutus, no, let's find
2: all again. of the literary techniques in this <laughs> one, and if you get alliteration, and then personification, they'll spell out something. Yeah,
1: of course. <laughs> I think a lot so, yeah. of educational play, play, or excuse me, a lot of educational escape rooms are really either poor educationally or poor in terms of the quality of the puzzles. Um, like I know when I was, exactly. when I finished this book with my students, I was like, I wonder if I can find an online escape room of Fahrenheit 451. Cause that would be super cool and fun to do with these students. And mm-hmm. uh, like one of them was like, uh, well, how many pills were in the bottle that Mildred took? And that's the lock. And it was, I was like, that's oh, not good. a puzzle. Yeah, that's
0: just a bad pop quiz.
1: Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what I said. So I'm like, that's not fun or like doesn't challenge you to think beyond like just simple facts and reciting yeah. what was in Unless the. Unless that number of pills
2: was some damn deep symbolism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's unfortunate. For you. yeah, I, it does feel like an area that needs. Some more in-depth exploring and so clearly since this one is making me want to read the book it's it's doing something in that department
1: (laughs) i I may share this with my students next semester when we read this book um i may invite them to play i actually um i I sent you video of this last year my students Mm. um playing different escape rooms that y'all had written like i just gave them one day right at the end of the semester where they got to like they each chose a group. They each cho- chose who was going to run the room. I gave them very like minimal directions and they did it. And five of the six groups finished and had just so much fun. Like they really, really enjoyed Aww. it. So I just want to say thank you for putting all of your rooms online for free. Um, I actually got started. The first one I did with my, my best friends was the um, razor face saving razor face. Uh, the speakeasy, Um, which was I apologize for fun. how <laughs>
2: rough the early notes are.
1: <laughs> no, they were great. Like, it was it was a great way to start. And I think mm-hmm. you have really evolved what you do um, over the course of the seasons. It's been so much fun to listen I'm to.
2: Glad um, to hear that.
1: I actually started listening to y'all with um, Solve This Murder. Oh, okay. I had, I had um, been listening to this <laughs> podcast called Solve. And it ran out of episodes. Uh-huh. It's like a radio theater uh, yeah, murder Yeah, I, I know of it. It's, yeah, it's more radio theater than like actual solving. So it was mm. fun to listen to. But then I found your podcast and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And then I was just like, <laughs> not able to stop listening. And then I got really <laughs> sad when I ran out of Solve This murders. <laughs> and then I saw in my recommendations Escape This Podcast. And I was like, I don't know how that'll work as audio, but it does. It's amazing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, will you yep, ever do? Was... Will you ever do a how to write solve this murder and have guests on there?
2: <laughs> if I had any idea how to write solve this murders, then yes, totally. But I'm still figuring that out.
1: I'll, I'll be waiting for that episode because I would love to someday
0: <laughs>
1: learn oh. to do that. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's so much hard because so much of the
0: of the how to write solve this murder happens in the recording. Yeah. So it's like, how do you pace? Recordings and how how do you like it's it's so hard it's it's hard to write a story where one of the people who is effectively writing the story doesn't yeah. know how it goes. And I
2: think we've had to like make it a lot more constructed than when we started out. It started out so much more free form, and that just didn't work for me at all I just couldn't keep a handle on it <laughs> mm. and so by the time we've gotten to our most recent one yeah we've done in a bit more of a rigid way I know when I want things to happen a mm. lot more but so without taking too much I'm like, trying... it's still not taking
0: too much control just having yeah. we're just we're just playing with how we're not, we can not
2: scripting or anything yeah it's but... never going to
0: get close to I'm still I'm always all <laughs> trying to figure it out and have yeah. no idea how but yeah it's hard as well because like it's also hard because it's improv but it's also improv that can't change we can't yes and stuff yeah right because you can't because you you're also trying to make a guessable and understandable puzzle that can be solved by the listener. Mm. And if reality becomes fluid based on what suits the story, then it it stops suiting the mystery and the puzzle. Mm. Reality needs to be real. There needs to be an an innate truth that other people can find hints of, even if I'm not. So it's hard because if it was an improv thing, if you were improvising a mystery story, you could just, you just improvise, mm. like, all right, you know what? That person is the killer now. Well, okay, yeah, there is a person. There. <laughs> and that's terrifying. But you also me. want it to be a, an honest mystery that listeners have the capacity to solve from day one um, based on information well. they get. So, well, they probably can't, but like, they have it, everything is true. Nothing, yeah. no, the truth of any matter never changes based on pacing or story. And that is where it becomes a hard thing to balance.
2: Uh, it's so easy to accidentally retcon. And, yeah, and give importance like to things that aren't important. Right,
0: you you shouldn't and can't retcon because it's like, no, no, there has to be something that is true innately because it needs to be guessable and solvable.
2: Yeah, so I will happily share my notes for them. They just may not be very helpful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: All right, but that's not this show. This isn't podcast this murder. Yeah, bad. we don't.
2: No, no, we don't, have that, we don't so have that. So this it. is the I only place to have it.
0: Uh, no, we're doing it in autopsies now um Uh, all right well that was wonderful thank you so much for coming on and bringing us this
1: room
2: yeah we had a wonderful time thank you we've kept you for many hours now
1: (laughs) yeah it's uh it's after midnight here all of a sudden um (laughs) i have one more one more small gift for you and it is in the very Mm -hmm. bottom of my show notes which i'll send to you after we finish um recording i um using the same software I used to make that game for my friend I actually made a playable version of the witch's tower of your ah. escape this podcast season 1 episode 5 um so I'm putting that in this, I'm putting it in the show notes as if with your permission because I didn't ask your permission which the show notes say <laughs> I have to do may I put this in the episode notes and then it is a free Windows pc download that you and any other listener um, or anyone who would can find that link um may click on and download to yeah, the pc I, of
2: course i think we can grant I it just this so. once no that's wonderful that's amazing everybody yeah, we'll we'll put that in the, that's the notes really to cool. this as well that's and fantastic again, man i apologize some of the notes for that room a little rough
0: <laughs> well <laughs> the game's going to smooth it all out that's fantastic thank that that'll be i'm super excited to check that out
2: you have clearly put in way a huge amount of effort into <laughs> all of this I, like, I had so much
1: fun. It was just a matter of, like, I wanted to see, like, could I take it from the audio format and make it into a, like, video game format? It was all, mm. like, I wanted to play and test out my skills coding. Um, the birds are bats because my assets were really oh. limited. <laughs> so... <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what? Maybe that'll work better and cause less cuckoo clock confusion.
1: You know, it is what it is. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so much for having me on the show. I had a great time, and I'm sorry if I was like fanboying out too much. <laughs> but it was
0: wonderful. All right. Thank you so much for
1: coming on and running that room, and thank you everybody at home for listening. I
0: hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this has been a fun. We're almost at the end of this series. Yeah, there's season. only
2: one more left, I think, before yeah, we and hit then, Christmas
0: episode. Then a Christmas episode, and then yeah. Ah, uh, but thank you so much. It's been a uh, good if you, batch. If you enjoyed the show tell a friend about it it's it's the easiest way to like podcast advertising is such an impossible field it's always very it's it's all hit and miss and very difficult to find anybody that works out so our our best option for advertising and going the show is if you tell a friend or an enemy or somebody else legitimately if if you want to help the show and you're you know and you know you can sign up for the patreon that's that's absolutely wonderful but also you have the power to help the show by just Telling someone. If all of you get one person to listen, that doubles our numbers. So, you know, that would be amazing. If so, you're
2: Australian, can you get two people to listen? Yeah, boost go our Australian Australians. Audience.
0: Australians, go tell all your friends. You're out of lockdown now. Go go hang out with... Well, we could be back in lockdown by this point. I have no <laughs> idea. But yeah, go tell someone. Uh, but yes. Otherwise, if you want to support the show and the network and all the stuff that we make, uh, you can uh, go to our Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, and you can support us. Anybody at any level has the chance to appear as an NPC in a room that Danny creates, and I think from this point, murder mysteries as well. Yeah. Um, and also we have bonus episodes, uh, bonus audio. You can hear. Uh, usually you can hear the playtests of our rooms. Instead for this season, because we're not playtesting, we're doing like a remember this podcast. It's like a going. We're doing podcast this escape, but for our original season. So
2: tearing apart the notes and seeing what should have been made better if we were making them now.
0: Exactly. We also do two minute mysteries where we try and solve little mini murder mysteries. And we do a couple of those every episode, which is a great fun series that we've been doing. um, And lots of other stuff. $10 gets you badges and other fun things like that. But it's a great way to support us. Uh, You know, we rely on it for, food so it's, it's helpful um, yeah and
2: when, when he says supporting us and supporting the network the network is us, the network it's is just us. us you support
0: us so we can eat enough food to keep producing <laughs> content um,
2: speaking of, it's 3.15 in the afternoon I have not eaten yet,
0: we, we should probably go we have some food ourselves, alright thank you so much everybody for listening, thank you again Jesse, for coming and running the room, it was fantastic and thank you Danny for taking the lead and and making us go places we need to go that
2: was intimidating,
0: yeah well you know, that's, that's, that happens, you take the reins, you got to take the responsibility. Ridiculous. Alright, bye everybody! Bye, thank you.